Projects are the best way to learn any new coding task, concept, language, whatever you'd like. Um, but it can be hard to get a project started, to get it off the ground. It can take weeks or months to get something that's actually working. How do you get some quick wins? How do you get quick projects that you could do like in an afternoon or in a day or over a weekend? Um, today, I want to share with you a couple ideas, about 10 different ideas for coding projects you could do in an afternoon or in a weekend. Okay, first, before we start, I just want to say these projects are not really beginner projects. They would be considered some stretch goals for beginners or for someone who's fairly new to coding or working in a language you don't know very well. Uh, it may take you more than an afternoon or a day or a weekend to do some of these projects. That's okay. Um, but these should be considered a little bit more challenging than just your basic projects, but still something that you could accomplish and get working at least. Maybe it's not perfect. It's not handling all the edge cases and errors and stuff like that. But you could get it started and get it rolling within a couple hours to maybe a whole weekend. So here's those 10 project ideas. Number one, implement Connect4. Connect4 is a game uh, where you drop different tokens into a board and you can see the tokens start to line up. Um, if you, and you play against somebody else, if you can connect four tokens in a row on the board, um, then you win. Check out Connect4 if you're not familiar with the game. I can't explain the whole game right here. But you should build a program maybe that just works on the command line that allows two players to input different moves for their Connect4 tokens, like which place am I going to place this token. Um, and then it should detect when a player has won, and then be able to restart the game, alternate moves between the players, and then eventually you can get into some cool stuff uh, where you could build an AI for the player to play against and stuff like that. But for the sake of this afternoon or weekend project, just get Connect4 working on the command line. So that's number one. Number two, build an API for some piece of public information. You could do any type of public information like weather, like census data, like um, geography, uh, things about sports. Um, whatever it is, pick some piece of stats uh, and find a way to model those statistics and then create an API where somebody could call the endpoint and get some of those pieces of data. So that's number two, create an API from scratch. Uh, you can get it locally running on your computer at first, just over a weekend. Um, if you want to extend this project, you can start to deploy it uh, out to the internet so that people can actually use it. Um, but that's, uh, that's the second project idea. Number three is create a Lambda function. And Lambda is the name that AWS uses for these kind of serverless functions. Um, but you could do it equally in any other type of, uh, of cloud environment. Um, but the Lambda function should just simulate rolling a dice. So it should be fairly simple. You could pull in some um, randomization strat like a library or some type of way to, to simulate um, getting a random number between one and six. Um, and so when you call that Lambda from your computer, you should be able to get back a response that says what your dice roll was, was worth. Uh, this should be able to work anywhere on the, on the internet. Anybody should be able to call your your endpoint, and you could start adding other different things um, that use the lambdas. One note here is that uh, AWS, at least, offers you a decent tier of, of free lambda usage, um, but you should be careful uh, because these costs can grow um, when you're using a lambda often or if your lambda executes and continues using resources for too long. Um, so please be careful and don't, uh, don't expend too much on this simple project. 
Okay, that's number three. Number four, uh, create your first mobile app. Um, for most of us, we haven't worked with mobile apps so much, um, so this might take a little bit longer than uh, uh, just a simple afternoon or a weekend to get totally working, but you should just build some type of really, really simple mobile app, something that maybe um, is just a button on a screen and sees keeps track of how many times you've clicked that button. Or you could even implement it like a game and see how many times you can click the button versus somebody else can click the button in a minute or something like that. Um, but just keep it to one device for now. Then if you want, you could extend your game or your whatever app you've decided to build, something simple, to be usable across multiple devices and then have some type of backend. But that's definitely going to be more than just a weekend project. So that's number four. Build your first mobile app, see what it's like uh, to build mobile apps and to deploy them. Number five, uh, subscribe to some type of live feed of transit data. So I have in mind the New York City transit data. I know that that is publicly available and it's live. Um, and you can parse, it comes in a certain format that you can parse. Um, and then you can pick, for instance, a station or location and see something like how many minutes until the next train arrives or something like that. So if you can implement a program that does that, you can make it work just as a command line interface for now, or you could deploy it as a web application if you're if you're interested in taking the project a little bit further. But this whole idea of subscribing to a live feed of data, parsing what's coming in, and then providing some type of useful information that updates in real time. Okay, idea number six is to build a chat application. Um, what I have in mind and what I've done before in the past is to use WebSockets to coordinate the chat back and forth async. Um, there are some great libraries out there for interacting with sockets, um, and you should leverage those libraries because sockets are not just trivial to implement right at first. Um, but these libraries are great, and they can make it actually quite quick for you to implement kind of a basic chat interface that allows two, messages, two users to chat back and forth, or even multiple users to chat back and forth um, and share messages. So that's uh, my recommendation there for number five. You shouldn't really store the chats anywhere. You can just keep the chats in the browser session for now. And when you close the window, you lose the chats. That's okay. Um, if you want to try storing chats um, and having a backend where you would save those chats, then that's a whole other section of this challenge. Okay, number seven. We're on to number seven. Um, this one is about banking and your finances, um, but there are actually great APIs out there. I think Plaid is the, the, the best in class for pulling your banking data. So you could pull your financial data um, and do your own budgeting using a command line script that you might have written. So um, I would recommend doing this and hooking it up to something like Google Sheets or even just having it write a CSV file out to you. Um, and that allow, would allow you to connect to your bank via Plaid and then pull your banking data in, all your transactions, and then export as a CSV, or uh, if you want to add the step of connecting to Google, Google Drive, um, you could export it to a Google spreadsheet. Um, that would allow you to see your monthly budgeting and see how much you could automate of your monthly budgeting as well. So you could get that working in maybe a day or so. Um, it might take a little bit longer than just a day in order to get all of the kinks ironed out with error cases and stuff like that. Okay, idea number eight. Um, implement a JSON parser, a way to load in JSON into a native data format and dump JSON from a native data format, like in, in a given language, out back to JSON. Um, so loading and dumping JSON is what we're trying to do here. 
um, but you'll probably want to do it in a language that is fast, like close to the metal. Um, so I'm thinking languages like C, C++, Rust. Um, those will be the fastest way to do this type of JSON parsing. You could do it in other languages equally, and that, that wouldn't be a problem. Um, but the idea of this challenge is to see how fast you can make it work. Like if you take a native dictionary in um, or list in, in whatever language, in Rust and C uh, and Array, um, and want to change it into a JSON, how could you do that, and how quickly could you do that output a JSON file? So that's number eight. Number nine is to pull some type of very large data set. Um, I'm thinking of data sets that are around census data or around climate and weather data into a tool that you can use to visualize and analyze it. Um, you don't have to build that tool. You can use uh, whatever tools are available to you um, in your language of choice. Uh, personally, I would do this probably in Python. Um, I would use tools like pandas and numpy for sure, but also other visualization tools um, could be useful. And then you can see what the mean, the median, the standard deviation of various data are, um, and then start to see some trends as well, maybe chart regressions, um, all that kind of stuff that starts to expose you to some of the ideas around how do we analyze data and how do we just deal with large amounts of data um, when we're trying to load it in. Okay, that's number nine. And number 10, our final uh, idea for a weekend project or an afternoon project is to find some type of library that allows you to work with sound. So most people don't think about um, sound files as just any other type of file that you could work with using a programming language. But of course, that's the case, right? Uh, it's all stored on your computer as ones and zeros at the end of the day. So you should be able to open a sound file using some certain sound libraries um, in the language of your choice and create a program that can either record a user's voice or manipulate an existing file with certain effects to change it. Um, or allow you to even just open and play a file um, from the command line. All of those are interesting, fun ways that you can start to mess around with manipulating files, um, opening and, and working with different formats, so you start to gain a little bit more of a understanding of how that works in your language of choice. So that's our list. I hope uh, you found something on that list that was interesting, that kind of piqued your interest and made you think, oh, I, maybe I could build that, and I wonder how long that would take me to build. Um, some of these are a little bit inventive, have different ideas involved with them, but they also will test you. They'll push you a little bit, especially if you try to give yourself a, a time limit of an afternoon, a day, a weekend. Um, and I would really encourage you to stick to that time limit. Can you get something working in a brief amount of time? We don't need the perfect solution. And in fact, this project could be something that you throw away as soon as you get it working. Um, but the important thing is that we worked on it we learned something new, got a little bit of value out of the project, had some new understanding, and um, and after that, you've gotten the value out of the project itself. So hope that's helpful. Hope you enjoyed. See you in the next one.